Hey, PSP3 Nation. Welcome to the Peak Sports Performance Podcast, dedicated to helping our family become not only elite athletes, but also elite individuals. And welcome back to the Peak Sports Performance Podcast. My name is Nathan Hemphill, and I have a very special guest today, one of our very own coaches here at PSP3, Ms. Peyton Yulahank. How are you doing? So not many of you know, but Peyton has actually been around our program quite a long time, actually longer than most everybody around. Uh, Peyton was one of our was our first female athlete who's gone through the collegiate ranks of sports, playing volleyball in college, and now uh, joining our coaching staff here at PSP3. So Peyton, thanks for joining me. Of course. So you were the first female athlete here. What was your experience like back uh, first facility, old days, the start of PSP? Um, I mean. I was in like eighth grade, uh, about to head into high school, I believe. Um, But it was like me and then all these big guys like Ryan Ralston and Sam Daly and Connor Kaiser were in there. And I don't know. So it was intimidating at first, but all those guys kind of, I don't want to say took me under their wing, but accepted me and kind of brought me into what would become the PSP3 family. So it was definitely um, interesting and fun. So you were with us all the way through uh, your high school playing days, went off to play volleyball at Arkansas State, Arkansas State University. Uh, what kind of led you down the path of wanting to get into strength conditioning as a career future? Um, so I've kind of always known that I wanted to work with athletes or athletics in some capacity. Um, I went to college with the intention of studying to become a physical therapist um, after a while, it was probably my sophomore year of college, I kind of realized that physical therapy might not have been the most fast-paced job, and I might not have gotten the opportunity to work with ath- with athletes as much as the general population. Um, so I figured, hey, I love working out, I love strength and conditioning, so why not turn that into a career? Sure, so let's ask a kind of bridge the gap between your experience in the high school strength conditioning setting the strength conditioning setting you had at Arkansas State in the weight room with your teammates. What were, were there similarities? Were there differences? What was the the whole experience like? Um, so, I mean, high school-wise, PSP3 was basically the only um, strength and conditioning I did. At that time, the high school didn't... We, I mean, we had strength and conditioning classes. Not a lot of girls took them. Um, and we didn't really do anything for volleyball, um, for strength and conditioning. I mean, but then transferring to college, um, I mean, obviously college is more of a team uh, aspect. You all have the same workout. You have typically one partner per year who you're lifting with on a certain platform, um, and you're all doing the same stuff. Um, PSP3 is obviously more individualized, so... um, I mean, it was it was kind of hard transferring to having to work with other people because I was so used to just getting in, doing my workout. I mean, talking to people while I was in here, but um, really just kind of doing my own thing. And what were your training sessions like at Arkansas State? Was it twice a week, three times a week, off season, in season? How did that work? Um, in season, we pract- or we trained um, three times a week if we were in town. If we were on the road, we typically did like a Monday, Wednesday thing, traveled on Thursday, played on the weekend. Um, spring, 
typically four days a week, and summer was four to five days a week. So that's a lot of time in the weight room, as well as a lot of time in class, a lot of time in practices. How'd you kind of pair your schedule together to be able to, to be a student athlete, do the things a student needs to do, but also get your athletic side done too? Um, I mean, it's it's pretty much a full time job. You gotta um, plan out. I mean, class class wise, it was pretty easy to plan out. Um, our academic coordinators helped us with that a lot. Um, we had to have all of our classes done by, I think it was one thirty or two because practice started right around two thirty-three. Um, so we had to be done with class by the afternoon. Um, then you practice, go to weights. Uh, we typically headed straight from weights to the calf, so all gross and sweaty, but that was life. Um, and then go home, do your homework, and it's pretty much that consistently every day. And what made you cho- choose Arkansas State as your uh, home for college volleyball and athletic or in academics? Excuse me. Um, so we had a pretty competitive program. Um, Sun Belt is mid-major. Um, it was also one of the um, only D1 schools that offered me a scholarship to be a hitter. Um, I wasn't really big at playing back row at that point, and um, for a Division One hitter at 5'9", I was fairly short, um, but I had the hops for it. So and That's one thing that we, uh, we have noticed more about the, the volleyball side of things is to be a hitter, it really comes down to your sheer height, and of course... Unfortunately, you didn't have that sheer height. So how did you kind of bridge the gap between being able to jump that high uh, as needed but not have uh, the genetic height? Um, A lot of it, I mean, I didn't, I guess I didn't learn this. I was in high school. It was like all powers. Basically, if I could hit hard, I could pretty much get a ball down to the ground and um, not have to worry about the block so much. Um, When you get to college, I mean, the block gets bigger. People get obviously more skilled. We're all... D1 athletes at that point um so just being smart with shots and learning to use the block um to your advantage and um I mean being powerful when you can be powerful so not many people also know this but after you finish your uh, undergraduate down there now working here at PSP3 but also uh, working on finishing your master's degree tell me about your master's degree how it's going what are your thoughts on it um you know what what do you see the benefits of it? What's the future for you beyond that? Yeah, so um, I'm currently doing an online program for a master's in strength and conditioning. Um, I really like the online aspect. It's given me basically time to um, work full-time, make money, while also going to school and continuing my education. Um, I've got one and a half classes left. Um, and that last class is pretty much just my internship. So I'll be done here in May. And then after that, um, I was hoping to sit for my uh, strength and conditioning coach certification um, if it comes down to that. Very cool. Very cool. Well, you've been helping us a lot with our coaches onboarding stuff and learning all those aspects of for, uh, for interns coming into the program here. So I have no doubt the, CS, the CSCS test, excuse me, will be an easy pass for you beyond that point. So... Um, you know, and one of those things, every one of our coaches here has their own special um, coaching statement or what drives them, what helps them be a part of what is so special about this PSP3 family. Kind of explain to me, you know, what 
if an athlete's listening out there of what do you see as your um, facet here of being your specialty or you know accomplishing here at your time at PSP3 as a coach? Um, I'm really wanting to hopefully bridge the gap between female athletes and strength and conditioning. Um, I mean, while it's gotten more popular over the years and more accepted, um, I still feel like from a female as- athlete's perspective, um, there's fear of becoming too strong or too bulky or something like that. Um, all I can say is strength conditioning, if you're doing it for your sport, it's not going to make you bulky. There's ways to do that, but that's not how we train our athletes here. Um, and then also, what's the drawback to being strong? Like, if you're stronger than half the boys in your grade, oh, boo-hoo, then they should get stronger themselves. That's, <laughs> that's kind of my philosophy. Right, well, there's a, uh, what is there a quote that says, like, weakness is a choice, or stronger people are harder to kill, or yeah, whatever it exactly. would be. And, yeah. you know, it, makes, it, it does play a huge role in all kinds of athletics, and having a base strength to be able to do certain things. But I agree, there's a, a stigma, whether it be um, not wanting to be in the same class as the, the men, or do the same thing as the men, football players, but there is that stigma out there that you know, strength conditioning is, is for male athletes, and females don't need it, when one of the biggest pieces of what we try to accomplish here is not only improvements on the court, but also injuries, injury resilience. And that's a huge part I think that uh, we really try to dive into, as well as you know the, the college setting, you're gonna have to do it when you get there anyway, so being as prepared as possible only narrows that gap because you know, with volleyball being a sport that when you showed up on campus your freshman year, it was trying to play almost immediately and there wasn't much time to get caught up to speed. So you know that's kind of what plays a, a big piece of being prepared for that college setting. Yeah. So. Well, we also like to use a little uh, rapid-fire questions. I gave you a few of these questions, but it's always kind of fun for uh, to hear what answer comes out. So I'll give you the ones that you already know first. So give me your favorite PSP3 memory as an athlete here. Um, at one point, I hit um, or I got touched uh, basically a 30-inch vertic- approach vertical. Um, again, being short hitter volleyball, that 30 inches just looked pretty, um, especially to coaches who were – trying to recruit me so um getting that was a big accomplishment because I basically worked towards that my entire career here at PSP and I think that was probably my junior year of high school I want to say and you could probably still do that today right I would hope so probably not <laughs> uh the second one is what's your favorite cheat meal and I kind of knew this was coming being your family's from Wisconsin yeah, so it's a Culver's uh, cheeseburger with a side of cheese curds um, dipped in ranch with a uh, root beer to drink. Sounds like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but it's one of those things where when I want it, I want it. And then a nap, does a nap come after that then I'm guessing? Yes. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, next question would be back squat or front squat? What's your preference for you personally? You should know this one, back squat. I've, hate, I've hated front squat since the day I started working out. It's very true, but I, I had to ask the question. <laughs> had to ask the question. Last question on the thing is, which coach on staff has the best facial hair? <laughs> um, honestly, I've, Ryan's been killing it lately. Had the, the lumberjack so, beard does do, do quite yeah. well. Does quite well. You couldn't really go wrong because most of the staff has a, a full beard, so it's really the exact same across the board. Yeah, exactly. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Peyton, thank you for joining us today. Athletes, make sure you guys reach out to Peyton if she's in the facility. Uh, introduce yourself if you have not yet. Um, she is a very, very knowledgeable person as well as a great um, 
liaison you could be when it comes to recruiting, recruiting, learning the college lifestyle, uh, and kind of bridging the gap between where you are now and where you want to be. So thanks for joining us, Peyton. Of course. Thanks for having me.